The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen here with a Barbara Walters special episode. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just little old me here this week, but that's okay because obviously whenever we do the Barbara Walters episodes, that means we have a guest. Uh, we have a guest that actually I've been trying to work on getting on for a little while, and schedules just never quite seem to work, but in this instance, it finally did, uh, and I'm glad to do it. Um, as it pertains to Florida wrestling photographers, um, there are many, many photographers out there, but only a couple that I consider like the, the cream of the crop, and this is definitely one of them. Uh, so uh, joining us today to discuss wrestling photography uh, is uh, Alan Roulette from River Horse Photography. Alan, welcome to the IndieCast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And yeah, it has been a while trying to get on. It's we, We've talked about it for a year. I think so. We just can't. We can't. We could never make it happen. I'm either out of town, or you guys are busy, or right. it's, it's not. So, so I'm excited we, to be here. We finally made it work. It's a, what I'm trying to even remember. We were at Punk Pro, and we finally like, okay, no, we're just getting out calendars, and we're making this work. So that's right. Uh, so about the cell phones and just punch it in and. So. Oh, for the best. Exactly. So, uh, Alan, we start uh, every episode uh, the same way with five questions we like to call the lightning round. Uh, one uh, typical boring podcast question we like to get out of the way, and then ridiculousness to follow after that, which pretty much describes yeah. our show to a T. Um, but uh, I actually get to change the, the opening question, because normally it's, you know, uh, who trained you wrestling-wise and when did you debut? Obviously, you are not a professional wrestler. So where did you study yeah. photography? And when did you take your first professional photo? Does not need to be a professional wrestling photo. Um, so uh, I've always been interested in photography since I was a little kid, but back then it was a little—it was a little different. I used to take my mom's cameras apart, and it just drove her absolutely crazy. And I would pop flat—you know, the old cube flashes—pop the flashes and try to see what they look like, and then. She was like, look, just stop tearing my stuff up, and this is how you take a picture with it, and, you know, that kind of thing. And then finally I was like, oh, what if I put this over this, and what if I sit in my closet and shoot pictures, and what if I that? And, you know, I kind of fell away from it. I, I joined the military and did a few other things, and then uh, came back into it a few years ago, and uh, my first professional photo, uh, wrestling-wise, was a little over three years ago. Uh, I shot uh, an ACW show. Oh, no, actually, I sh would shoot from the audience and in uh, uh, at shows. And uh, the first time I was invited ringside was um, at, at Ybor City at the Orpheum and I shot a uh, FIP show and then the first time I did promos was an ACW show out at uh, I think they were running at a, a sports recreation center or something mm -hmm. and uh, the regular photographer had, had kind of crapped out on them and they were in Trevin Adams who's awesome and amazing was like hey would you like to shoot promos and before I thought about it I went yeah absolutely and then I'm like oh crap now I have to shoot promos so, <laughs> like, so I was kind of stuck and practiced 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 and all that kind of stuff for that week and went out and, and 
the rest is, I mean, they liked what they saw and they, they kept bringing me out. So, Very nice. so, uh, what is your first wrestling memory? My first wrestling memory, it, it's odd. Like, um, I was kind of raised by the TV when I was a kid. Uh, so, you know, my dad would kind of just put me down in front of the TV. Here's the thing, flip through it. So I'm flipping, flipping, flipping. And uh, we had just gotten cable. I mean, this was like 100 years ago because I'm ancient and old. And uh, we had just gotten cable for the first time, and I went past TBS. And uh, Georgia, I'm not sure if it was still Georgia Championship Wrestling or if it changed to World Championship Wrestling so far. But there was just a shot of a, a door and people standing around a door screaming. I mean, as I'm flipping, I see this and I'm like, okay, and I'm a kid. And I'm like, what is this? What's coming out of the door? Is it a clown? Is it a a dragon? Is it what's happening? And smashing through the door was Tommy Wildfire Rich and Buzz Sawyer, who had been brawling in a bathroom. And Tommy Rich hit him in the head with a garbage can and they cut back and Gordon Soley was all beside himself. And I'm like, I was hooked at that point. I was just, I was just hooked. I'm like, that's amazing. People fighting in bathrooms and everybody screaming about it. And this is, this is the greatest thing ever. So, and I was, I don't know, probably 10, 11, something like that. I mean, it was forever ago. So I would, I would like to officially uh, thank you right now, Alan, if for nothing else, this is the first episode in a long time where I don't immediately feel like the ancient guy in the room because you and I, I think we're watching wrestling at about, started watching at about the same time. I don't think we're that far off in age. So this is the first time in a while would like, like I knew exactly everybody you're talking about, but I promise you if I had mentioned Tommy Wildfire Rich on any other show, the the person we were interviewing would have gone, who? Like, so. You have to go, oh, the, from the FBI and ECW. Right, you know, exactly. The old, the old country guy in the FBI. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy from, what was it, Sicily, Kentucky or whatever, however they yeah, introduced yeah. him. <laughs> Good God. Such a great gimmick. Um, so um, uh, we are in October. It's the Halloween season. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a child? Uh, my favorite Halloween costume as a child was the first time I got a chance to buy, like, a real mask like a pullover mask it wasn't one of those plastic things with the little uh strip that pulled your hair out in the back of your head you know that it was an actual pullover mask Mm -hmm. and uh i was giving away halloween candy because in ohio we did uh halloween was awful in ohio it was it was always on a sunday no matter when halloween was it was on a sunday they had a halloween parade where the kids walked down the street in their costumes and then from like two o'clock in the afternoon to like four in the afternoon, people banged on your door and gave you candy because they wanted to do it outside when it was light. Because um, Cleveland's not a very safe place. Right. And, and so um, I had come up with this brilliant idea of it was a mask was kind of like, almost like a witch mask, but it wasn't. It was, like, I guess, a warlock mask or whatever. So I dressed all up and I sat on the porch and I was a teenager, just a dumb teenager, and had a bowl of candy there, and the kids would come up, and I would jump, and they'd jump and scream, and it was just, now you see it all the time when you turn on YouTube, but, you know, it's like, you know, we pioneers of that, <laughs> <laughs> of being stupid and possibly getting punched in the face. We're, yeah. uh, that was back in the 80s, so. Aren't you, aren't but, you yeah, so glad? That was my thing. I was a warlock. Aren't you so glad that, that uh, that, that that social media wasn't a thing at that point in time for all the dumb oh stuff we've god. done as kids. So. Oh my god! I, I I could only imagine what 
anybody. I, I these thousands of videos that be floating around in perpetuity about me if, if it was around back then. So I, I'm, I consider myself lucky that I get to enjoy it, but it's safe that I didn't enjoy it when I was that stupid. So. Right. <laughs> Uh, so question four, food is always a big thing for us, uh, here on the IndieCast. What is your favorite breakfast cereal? Hmm. All right. So, uh, I made some changes in my life and, uh, my, so, but my favorite breakfast cereal of all time is Count Chocula. I <laughs> love that. There's nothing like that. I mean, it was just, and if you wanted to get revved up in the morning, you know, people go to Starbucks for a triple shot latte or whatever put some chocolate milk on count chocula cereal and your motor will run all at least till 12 when you need a big nap so and it's and i'm sad to say that it's not like i'm not talking about like when i was seven i'm talking about like i was 25 doing this sure <laughs> that's good we did we actually did a march madness style tournament uh involving breakfast cereals once a while back and count chocula count chocula was actually the one that won the entire thing so Good, nice. good choice on that I'm one. Glad. Uh, last question of the lightning round. Uh, my uh, my wife's my wife's favorite question, and the one that will possibly get you kicked out of our house: uh, Marvel or DC, and why? Wow, uh, that's a that's that's difficult. Uh, Marvel for movies, DC for cartoons, and uh, probably have to say Marvel for comics. Okay. Now, who's your favorite Marvel? Who's your favorite character? I'll do either side. You can be Marvel or DC. I'm okay. Uh, Marvel, DC, Batman. Batman. Like, always Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Dark, brooding, you know, sense of humor occasionally, you know, that kind of thing. We've joked many times that that, that question might as well become Marvel or Batman and why, because Batman is always exactly. the answer for DC. So exactly. Okay, so we are officially out of lightning round. So uh, first, first kind of main question: uh, Explain why River Horse. I know I know what a river horse is, but explain kind of explain where you came up with the name. Got it. So uh, when I was a kid, I was kind of obsessed with hippopotamuses. I love them. And um, when you get older, I mean, you as a dad know this too. That the second your family realizes you like something, that's all you get for the holidays. Mm -hmm. like, so you get so they once my kids figured out I liked hippos and the wife figured out I like my you know, my mom, everybody, they were just like, Oh, super easy, we'll just buy a hippo something. So I have hippo ties, hippo boxers, hippo figurines. The whole house is just hippos everywhere. And so when I decided I wanted to start, you know, this company all by myself on my own and, and work on my own, um I wanted to incorporate hippos into it. So I'd come up with all these just dumb names. I mean, it was, you know, hippo this, hippo that. But I settled on hippotography. I thought that was going to be really cool. And so I went to my wife, who's blatantly honest with me, and I went, so what do you think of hippotography? And she's like, it's really stupid. <laughs> and I was like, wow. So instead of being hurt, which I normally am not, I was like, well, I'll show you. <laughs> I will incorporate hippos into this fucking name if it kills me. So uh, I, hippopotamus is Greek, actually, for river horse. It means river horse. So I was like, river horse photography. Yeah, that sounds good. So, you know, you did all the normal, you do all the normal searches. There's no river horse photography. There wasn't anything like that. So I came back and I'm like, honey, what do you think of river horse photography? And she's like, that's wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, it's hippos. How about that? You know? <laughs> like, I win. I won. How about that? 
So, so it's I love hippos. Uh, hippos are my logo, and there's every if you see one of my pictures, and it's watermarked. Even if somebody's cut part of the watermark, you still see the hippo kind of peeking up out of the bottom right. corner. So. <laughs> There's always a hippo somewhere. Now, did you when you started River Horse was was the plan? I'm going to be a wrestling photographer, or was it like my my plan is to like you're going to shoot weddings and kids photos, and right. that you kind of fell into the wrestling thing? Yeah, um, when I started River Horse, like River Horse photography has always been and still is. That's the I guess mainstream it's my mainstream photography mm-hmm. I do couples kids weddings you know real estate you know all that kind of stuff commercial photography I love wrestling and always have and was like um, didn't really think about photography of wrestling I mean you'd see always see Bill after in the in the old WWF videos, he me always on for whatever reason he's always on the hard key. You can see him right across the thing on the hard cam, and he's there snapping pictures. And you know, Polly you know, Polly Dangerously was a wrestling photographer, but you just mm-hmm. don't think you can get into that. And then I went to a um, FIP show in Orlando, and I'm watching Modern Myth shoot photography ringside and he's he's snapping away he's I mean obviously it looks like he's having a good time he I saw his stuff once he posted it because I was like you know who's this guy I asked around I asked people who's that who's that and like oh that's the modern mess and I'm like oh my god the modern mess you know I'm like so um I looked at it and I was like wow this is super cool and I want to do that like, I really want to do that. So, I mean, honestly, watching Modern Myth do it made me want to do it because I would have liked to have done it, but I didn't even realize it was a thing. Right. So I watched him and I would go to the shows and, you know, you're standing outside in the line on the street waiting to get in and you see the flash going off through the windows inside because somebody's shooting promos inside and you know I'm getting all jealous and you know, I'm like how do I get in there to do this you know so I started bringing my camera to um, to indie shows and I'd buy a really good ticket you know either VIP or front row or whatever and I just started shooting from the front row of, of indie shows right um then uh so i started posting stuff and nobody cared you know it's the internet you know it's like a, a drop in the in ocean and so uh a friend of mine was like you know it's, it's about the hashtags you have to hashtag people and you have to tag people and all this other stuff so i started tagging trevin adams over and over and over again like repeatedly with everything that i shot at a wwn show you know and he reached out and contacted me and said, Hey, I I like this. This is really great. Keep it up. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and I just asked one day, I'm like, Hey, uh, is it possible to maybe possibly sort of, you know, whatever, you know, shoot at ringside? He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Come on out. And like, I I thought I was, you know, asking the unspeakable and he was like, awesome. Come on out. Right. So, so they were doing, doing shows at God, God, Gods and Monsters back then Yeah, at, uh, in Orlando. Yep, I love it. I miss that place. Venue. Right, I love that venue. I do too. And the first time I came out, uh, I showed up and, you know, plucky young photographer, you know, and uh, 
I was like, uh, so, hey, I'm here. And he goes, yeah, there's the ring and uh, good luck. And I'm like, uh, is there anything in particular you want or anything you need? Because usually, you know, as a photographer, you sit down with your clients, you talk to your clients, you're, what do you want, what do you not want, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, it's over there, go at it, come to town. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus. So I'm like, what lens do I need? What am I going to use? What? I mean, I was just flaking at that point. And so I inched over towards the ring, and next to the ring was actually Speedy, uh, or Speedy Productions. And I'm like, you know, like the new kid in school. I'm like, hi, you know, <laughs> I'm just so stupid, you know. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, and I'm like, uh, you know, I don't want to get in your way, or, you know, this and that, or, I mean, is, is there any rules I should know? And he really was, like, he could have just ignored me. Like it was, I mean, and would have been totally within his, you know, it would have been his prerogative to do so. Right. But he smartened me up about the hard cam and he smartened me up about the um, people going around the ring with, with cameras. Don't get in the way of this. Don't get in the way of that. Don't go in front of the ring in the hard cam. Be careful of the ropes. Have a good shoot. And I was just like, wow. And I shot a bunch of stuff and. I was, some of it was okay, but I was kind of less than happy with it. So I started looking into it and studying it and paying attention and working. And, you know, that was three and a half years ago or something. And here I am. So, <laughs> so now I, I'm interested to know when you're shooting ringside, um, so not promos right now, just, the, you know, getting the, the action shots, uh, yeah. what, what what do you think helps more? Is it more, um, you know, kind of having the practice and knowing where to be now? Or is some of it just kind of luck that you just happen to be in the right spot and something happens and you can you can catch that moment? So is it more skill or more luck for, for ringside? Or a little bit of both, probably. But um, It's skill. It's a little bit of skill, a little bit of luck, and, and cheating sometimes. You know, you, you go in the locker room and you go, oh, my God, this guy likes to fly. Let me ask him, you know, hey, where do you plan on flying at? Do you have anything that you should plan on doing that's kind of cool or this and that? And they go, well, I'm kind of planning this. I'm kind of planning that. And I'm like, do you have any idea where you're planning on being with that? And, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And occasionally, it'll give you a heads up, which is kind of cool. Um, kind of signal you and let you know. Uh, not always. They're into their matches, and they're paying more attention to that than to me. So, I mean, that's 2% of the time you get a signal. But um, that's cheating. Uh, the rest of it is, you know, I've been watching wrestling for 35 years, right. you know, and... So you go, oh, he grabbed the hair, he looked at the audience, his fist is up in the air, it looks like he's going to throw a punch, let me get ready. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I mean, wrestling styles have changed over the years a lot. Yeah. And because that's the case, some things are a little harder to anticipate than others. Um, especially in the last year, you know, everybody's, like, not quick, they're sudden, you know, not to, you know, steal from JR or anything. But So you do miss some stuff. Um, but... And then other stuff you get is just pure luck, like a look on their face or, you know, you catch the picture at the right time and it didn't look amazing when it happened in the ring, but it looks amazing when it's on the picture, you know, that kind of thing. So it's a little bit of everything. It's a potpourri. <laughs> now, what what is harder to shoot for you, uh, professional wrestling or uh, the bridezilla that, that's demanding like everything? <laughs> It depends. I mean, if you're talking about money, the bridezilla is awesome. You know? Right. But if, if 
you're talking about complete and total hassle, uh, you know, wrestling is way better. I mean, it, working with the guys and, and gals, are, they're always great. They, they know me now, and I come out, and, you know, it's strange to be called River Horse when I go, wherever I go. I mean, right. people know, half the people know me as Alan, but, you know, I'll come out, and they're like, oh my God, River Horse, hi, and you get this hug, like you are at a family reunion, like, and you realize, I haven't seen this person for five months, you right. know? And, uh, but it feels like yesterday, because I've been playing with their pictures forever and ever and ever, and uh, it's... That's much nicer than, yes, getting screamed at about being in the wrong place or, right. you know, fretting about whether or not you're going to get that kiss, that one kiss that means everything, kiss, you know, that one. Um, so that's better, but definitely for money, weddings are awesome. <laughs> now, um, and you had mentioned earlier that, you know, hey, you got to tag your photos, things like that. It, it kind of reminded me. Do you remember the first time you and I met in person? Uh, and if you don't, that's okay because I will remind you because because this, this story always makes me chuckle. Um, I do not. Re- I don't think I remember. I mean, I, I've seen you a million times. So I'm not 100 percent certain. Oh, I've, yeah, I know. I'm at I'm at like every third show in Tampa. So if you're in Tampa, you probably obviously I'm usually there. But exactly. uh, uh, you uh, you were for a while, and you still can. By the way, you haven't in a bit. Um, we're tagging the indie cast in a lot of your. Photography, oh, yeah. especially for like Sue Young, because um, we we obviously with fully gimmicked and the like gimmicked, um, yeah. work a lot with Sue Young, and you were tagging the indie cast, and I walked up to you at a show because we had never met before, and had never been on the show, but you were tagging the podcast, and I came up and I went, oh, so you're River, you're River Horse Photography, and you're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm Chad from the indie cast, and you went, uh huh, I said you've been tagging my podcast in pictures, and you went, yeah, I went. <laughs> Keep that up. I like them. And you're like, oh, thank God, because I guess you thought I was going to be pissed about it. And I'm like, no, if I was going to be pissed about it, I would have messaged you ages ago to tell you to stop tagging us. But no, you were, you, you were fine. But I always thought I always find that funny because you definitely like had a bit of a moment where like, is this guy going to get mad about this? And I'm like, no, I don't care. You tag away. That's... Yeah, we were we were at the Orpheum. I do remember that. And uh, yep. I wasn't sure what it was all about because it's I tagged the IndieCast a lot on Twitter. Yes. Because anytime you punch in indie indie cast comes up that's first, okay and then <laughs> there was something else that comes up but it was like indie cast this this is a podcast this is awesome i looked yeah. into it and i looked at it and saw all your uh, ads for people who were coming up and yeah. saw pictures of mine and i'm like oh my god this is so great i'm gonna tag these guys with them you know? yeah and i literally tagged I, I you know anything you know if i sneezed i tagged you guys <laughs> so, that's okay. so yeah. i thought well maybe i was bugging them because i've actually gotten my uh I've gotten blocked several times on Twitter for tagging people, and um, the uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated it, it blocked me. Uh, I think I think Bill Apter blocked me. Um, oh. <laughs> it was like, he so seems like I thought, oh god, here we go. It's more of the same. But he seems like such a nice guy things. too. That's disappointing. <laughs> I think he did, but it was like literally every single picture right. I posted was. I mean, it was it. I can see how it could be too much, you know. So, but I, I, I definitely one hundred percent pro wrestling uh, illustrated blocked me. Um, so, you know, you were coming up. I'm like, oh god, here we go, you know. But so it was awesome. So I, every time I every time I post something fresh and new on uh, Twitter, which isn't particularly often because I get a lot of I just do a lot of retweeting now. Yeah, because people are always posting my stuff. It's just a lot easier than pulling up a picture and trying to figure this out and put that down. I just, I just hit the retweet, and next thing you know, there's a river horse picture up there. So, yeah. so uh, now you would post. Always- 
you had posted up something recently online, and I won't read the whole thing because it's it's a longer post. But by all means, look up look up Alan on uh, on Facebook, and uh, you you can read this yourself. But it talked a little about your first kind of first shows. One was with ACW as kind of a replacement because the the, the photog they had kind of went poof. And like you said, you talked to Trevin and, and got to shoot promos and things like that with them. Um, but then your next shoot was with shine wrestling, which is for those that don't know shine. First off, you should go look them up. They're a, uh, they're a a women's wrestling company that sadly used to wrestle a lot of Tampa, but don't anymore, which makes me a sad panda, but that's a whole nother story unto itself. Um, but you got to shoot promos there and didn't, didn't have as much luck. So tell, tell, just tell a little bit of story about kind of you know, what brought you around to it? And then from there, I'm going to ask the, the following question. You can kind of follow up with this. Um, do you think being too polite, which is kind of part of this, um, is still is still something you, you kind of have to deal with that still affect, that it could still affect? Or do you think you, you don't fall in that trap as much anymore? Okay, so um, I shot ACW twice up until that point. And the first time was... I was, I I used to be a lot heavier than I am now, so I was extremely fat and out of shape, and it was hot, and I was sweating, and of course, you know, the thing that no one teaches you is you should bring a plenty of stuff to drink to a show, and I didn't, and so... At the, at the end of that show, I literally was sitting on the floor and wrapping my equipment up. Like, I was rolling up cords while sitting there because I just didn't want to get up. I was just, I was beat. I remember the main event was uh, Frankie Schiazzo and uh, uh, Cowboy uh, uh, oh, Mitch. Uh, Mitch Mitchell. Mitch. And it was, a, it was the big match. One of them was going to leave town, and they were fighting all over the place, and I'm just shooting promos like crazy. It was great. The second time I shot ACW, it was in the Jewish Community Center or something at the uh, at uh, Newport Ritchie. I was the first time I shot with a black backdrop because I thought it was cool and dramatic. And uh, the pictures were awesome. I mean, I got tons of people, Casey Lennox and Demos and the Metros. They had just started at that point. And uh, I got a bunch of them. So I did really good. I gave, uh, you know, I, I made the pictures available and to uh, um, Trevin and everything. And he asked me, do you want to do Shine? you want to shoot promos for Shine? And I was like, yeah. And so I came in and I thought, I've, I'd seen people do it at this point. And I'm like, it's so cool. You just stand there and people come up to you and you take their picture. It's like, it's almost like a, you know, human photo booth at a party. It's just the greatest thing ever. It's going to be so easy. So I went, literally got uh, three people that night, shot three people. Entire roster of people, I think there were like eight matches, nine matches, three people shot with me. And they were the same, there were three people who had shot with me with ACW. I was Aria Blake, uh, Brandy Lauren, um, and I don't remember the third. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? So I asked Trevin, and Trevin's like, just relax. It's not a big deal. You're new. People don't know you, <laughs> you know, it's okay. And I'm like, all right. So I came another time, I came, so come on back. So I came back and literally shot three or four people again. And I'm in, just in a panic at this point. You know, I'm like, you know, no one likes me or no one whatever. I don't know what I was, it's just all these thoughts go through your head. But essentially, um, 
photographers classically there's there's a a segment of them that are just creeps <laughs> and uh women wrestlers put up with a lot of stuff especially on the internet and especially with scams and photography and this and that and they were just protecting themselves it was it's an all women's organization and they were protecting themselves and i didn't realize that until somebody smarted me up and told me that um so i was constantly leaving people alone because i wanted them to work their matches out uh i tried to do going up and giving people handshakes but i just was i'm just shy and just didn't really i just wanted to shoot pretty pictures i wasn't trying to you know so uh next show came by i shot three or four people the next show um i was sitting there waiting to not shoot people and uh, (laughs) um kennedy brink came up uh jessica uh, car mm-hmm. now, and she's with she's the ref uh, for NXT now. Yep. But back one, once upon a time, she was Kennedy Brink, and she came up and we had this whole conversation. Just hi, how you doing? Just she's the friendliest human being on the entire planet. And uh, I was like, hey, you want to shoot some pictures and try, you know? And she was like, absolutely. So I shot, 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 you know, and then I had a, I brought a second different backdrop. So I shot a whole bunch of other different stuff of her and some of it was in street clothes and some of it was in her wrestling gear. And, um, you know, she was just there a lot and people were looking up and seeing me work with her. And I guess they saw, well, I guess he's not a creep. Jessica's working with him. And so that show I got seven or eight people that shot with me. The next show Jessica came up and uh, shot, 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 shot. It was super awesome. And then lo and behold, Lufisto came up to me and was like, uh, are you busy? And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, at all. I'm never busy. <laughs> you know? And she shot with me. And we shot a lot of really good, cool, fun stuff. And from that point on, you know, everybody kind of warmed up and was very cool about it. And, you know, I was always, I always stayed very, very, very busy. But it just, you have to pay your dues. I mean, and, and it's like with any business, but wrestling is, I've found out, is, is more of this. You, you have to pay dues, and people have to know who you are, and you have to get in and be a part of things, or they don't trust you. And they shouldn't, you know? I mean, they, they had no reason to trust me. So I kind of really do owe Jessica and, and, and Jen, uh, uh, Lufisto, uh, a, a ton. You know, I owe modern, modern Myth, too. I mean, he would pull me aside and smart me up all the time. Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> it's just like, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, just sort of. So between them just being awesome and shooting and, and, you know, people around. And I talked to Trevin a lot. And, you know, everything kind of worked itself out after a few months. But, yes, being too nice and being too standoffish and being too polite too 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 polite is definitely not the thing to do you have to assert yourself and i wasn't doing that at the time i was trying to be everything to everybody and it just wasn't the right thing to do right so uh now you've gotten to shoot all these different subjects you've uh, you know obviously uh, you know superstars like lefisto kennedy brink like you said who's now in wwe well nxt wwe um of all these people that you've shot and you've shot I think hundreds, if not close to thousands of, of wrestlers now, who are some of your favorites to, to work with and, and why? Okay. 
so locally, locally, uh, the shows that I shoot around here, um, I love shooting with uh, David Mercury. <laughs> and especially in the with the alchemy gimmick, we did a bunch of black and whites where, you know, I distressed the pictures where it looked like we had dug them out of something, and all those we did that was fantastic. Um, Eddie Torres is awesome. Uh, Santana Garrett, I always love shooting with. Uh, Leva Bates, I love to shoot with. Um, uh, younger people now that I work with uh, Sophie Ramirez Castillo I like working with her I, I love working with her uh, and do a lot um, let's see um, but I mean I've shot a lot of people I work with Brian Cage uh, I shot uh, I got to shoot Ron Simmons which was a big treat for me you know my dad was a huge Ron Simmons fan and he passed away and you know when I'm sitting there shooting promos of, of Ron Simmons I was thinking wow you know my dad would really take these <laughs> pictures you know? um, uh, but uh, see uh, the storm is is somebody I love to shoot with I've shot with him a million billion times uh, love working with him uh, just there's just tons of people and you like them all for different reasons you know it's like wow look at these looks or man they show up and they're just ready and it's like you you shoot 10 pictures and they're all great and then other people have a, a billion different ideas like Blanco Loco every time I shoot him we're doing you know some kind of it, it looks like he came out of a comic book you know, and you go, this is fun, like crazy fun. And we're like, okay, so we found this uh, bench here and we'll sort of lean on this bench and then you're on your tiptoes and don't fall and blah, 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 and snap, 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 good. You know, so we got it. You know, it's just everybody is, you know, it, it, uh, Amber Nova is fun to shoot with. Um, there's just tons. Aria Blake is always always awesome to shoot with um she always has some brings something different to the table um chuckles the clown <laughs> it's a lot of fun to shoot with the last time i shot him he had a kendo stick and he was waving it about four inches away from my face when we were taking nice. pictures we were doing promos and it was like yeah but you know you go wow you know i i, I know this is a gimmick but uh you know hey uh you know, can we calm down a little bit yeah but, but it was yeah, there's there's tons there's tons of people I love to work with. Now let me let me flip side it briefly. Now you don't have to names if you don't want to, but if you do, by all means, we're not going to stop you. Um, tell tell us one or two good uh, photography horror stories, especially as it pertains to the wrestlers. Okay, um, so I, and I never name names like that because it's you know it's just not my way. But I did have uh, one uh, private shoot where the people showed up three hours late <laughs> and uh which i you know he just kept getting i kept getting these update calls and three hours later you know, luckily i cleared the evening for this but three hours later they showed up and then we shot for another two hours and then you know they for various reasons were had concerns and you know as far as this and that um the the ones that really get me are the ones that you explain that hey this is a business and a pay gig and they get angry when you charge them it's just you know, right those are people that drive me completely crazy it's like you know it's like listen for for wrestling and i i put it out there i'm not somebody who hides my prices at all you know when you buy a picture for me it's ten dollars 
and you get the full photo file, which means you can take that file and blow it up to life size. You know, I've had uh, um, Sam Shaw do that. Uh, you know, Shannon Moore's done that. You can know, blow it up and make the stand-up kind of cardboard thingies. Um, and you can use it for pretty much anything, on and on in perpetuity, for $10. And, you know, you get your prints made, and if you sell them for $10, your first picture paid for the picture, and then the next nine are in your pocket, right. you know? But sometimes people don't get that. And so, you know, they get, wow, you're just a greedy photographer, and, you know, you don't get it, and, you know, I'm out here putting my life on the line, and I'm like, I really do understand it, but... I'm a fat guy and I like to eat and <laughs> I can't eat for free. So it just, you know, so those are, those are generally the most, and it's usually real, a lot of people who are really young that are just like, well, so-and-so shoots for free. And I'm like, so-and-so is not a pro, right? you know, so, you know, they're not doing it for professionally. They're not being paid to be here and they're not, you know, spending hours processing your pictures and, and all of that. So, those can, that can be tough, you know, but for the most part, most people are just incredibly cool. They get it. They know that I leave galleries up forever, which means you can purchase pictures now. You can purchase some more later and purchase more later down the line if you want to. Um, you know, I do specials every single month. Uh, sometimes it's buy one, get one. Sometimes it's buy four, get one free. Sometimes, I mean, you know, it's always something a little bit different. Um, the, uh, and, and now that I'm kind of a little more established, people just get that. You know, they understand that. So, um, has, and, and, okay, so last, last one here, and then I've got, I get to go into the, the infamous final three questions here. Uh, has anybody nice. ever tried to get you to, to take anything inappropriate that you're like, nope, not doing that? Um, no, but uh, I do sell pictures to fans and to promoters and this and that. And I do remember one time uh, I did a photo shoot with someone and they were wearing a schoolgirl school girl outfit. And uh, I got not one, not two, but three separate people uh, <laughs> messaging me, asking me about, you know, are you selling the picture? I said, yes, I do sell pictures. And they're like, did you get any, like, with her skirt up? And I'm like, oh, no, I did not. And it's like, well, did you get any with them nude? And I'm like, that wasn't, that's not, you know, it's not that kind of party. You know, right. <laughs> you know? Um, I just did, I, January, I did a, uh, a photo shoot with uh, Sophie Castillo. And, you know, it's, it's pretty sexy photo shoot, and uh, I, I can't tell you if I had if I had a nickel for every person that asked me if if I had nude pictures of her, I'd have you know fifty five sixty cents right now. So right. I mean, it was just you know, <laughs> so that kind of stuff happens. But nobody's ever asked me to do anything I'm not comfortable with. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with most stuff, and I always lay down the ground rules before we come into the studio that this is what I do and this is what I don't do and. You know, and they say the same thing. This is what I want you to shoot, and please don't shoot my butt, or please shoot my butt, or you know, it's like. So everybody's really pretty cool. So, and I don't remember. It might have been you that I was talking to. I was talking to a photographer, and I remember um, at one of the shows, and I remember they were asking, like, because they were at ringside at like a shine show or something like that, and somebody had definitely asked, um, like, there there was an obvious shot for. 
the photographer to get a picture of, you know, one of the wrestlers' backside, and they obviously didn't. And I guess the fan up front went, oh, did you get a picture of that? And and the, the photog went, no, because I'm a professional, and that's not what I'm trying to get here to take. That's, so. Yeah, there's, well, we have a couple of people floating around. Um, again, I'm not much of a name-namer, but, you know, people know, uh, that spend a lot of time trying to shoot girls in compromising positions in the ring. Um, it's nobody that gets paid, and it's nobody that's a real professional or anything. Right. But they've gotten in trouble a million times for it. And uh, if something like that happens and I accidentally get it, it never sees the light of day. Right. Or if um, something – like sometimes you can shoot stuff and it looks like something, but it's not. And I never put that out either. Right. Um, if someone gets hurt legitimately, I stop shooting. I won't shoot anybody that gets hurt at all. I don't think there's any reason for that. And people will say, did you get that? And I'm like, no. <laughs> this right. person got carted out. We're not – I didn't shoot that. I won't do that. I think it's disrespectful personally. I mean, other people you know, live their lives and they have their choices that they make. But I, I try to respect the people who are in the ring at all times. Um and uh, sometimes, you know, I miss something that's really exciting, but I'd rather kind of live a certain way than I don't think I could sleep at night if I was t- taking, you know, horrible pictures of people and, right. and doing that kind of thing. I mean, I've seen photogs that, you know, every time when, when people are making facial gestures in the ring a lot, um, sometimes they come off really funny in a picture and then they'll post the picture and go caption this. Well, you know, that's for the person to do. It's not for the photographer to do. And I'm not there to make fun of you. I'm there to make you look like a million bucks if I can. Right. And even if you're on a show in front of 20 people or, you know, you're in a show in front of three, four hundred or a couple of thousand, I want you to look like a million bucks. And, you know, that's what makes me feel good. And it makes you hire me again and all of that. I'm not not an amateur comedian. So, you know. And last one on this one here. Uh, have you ever had a match that you were watching where you kind of forgot you were photographer? You were you were a photographer for a second because you got too into it and kind of had to go. Yes. Oh shoot! Let me get back into this. Do you remember what what yes. like what's one that jumps out at you as a match like that? The one that ma- the one that jumps out at me was, and I kick myself. I, I was just kicking myself about this two weeks ago. Was uh, two two years ago at. Uh, WWN Super Show, Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak were wrestling. Oh, jeez. And it was, and I'm there ringside watching the whole thing and had to keep nudging myself to, you got to keep shooting. You like, stop watching, keep shooting, you know? And I missed, sadly, unprofessionally, I missed a ton of shots, but it was the most amazing thing I'd seen I, I, I shot Keith Lee in San Antonio twice before that and hadn't seen him live since then and he was amazing and Donovan Dijak was he had left ROH and was on the indies and was amazing and they just they just tore it up um, it's happened other times where I sat there and went what what are they doing uh, <laughs> there was one uh, I got an awful picture of Darby Allen one time uh, climbing up to the top of the Orpheum, he literally climbed a pole at the top mm-hmm. of the Orpheum and, and coffin dropped off of the pole. And I got such a weird, awful angle at it because I was watching, going, "Where is he going? What is he doing? Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Oh wait, I'm working." 
So let me get my camera. Oh, he just jumped. (laughs) So it happens, you know, I mean, I I am, I'm a big Mark. I'm a fan. I, I, I love it, you know, and you know, there's that, you know, 98% of the time I'm good to go, but there's that 2% that you just, they're just amazing. And you're just like, wow, this is incredible. And I just screwed up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, well, Alan, we are now officially going to go into uh, what has now officially become the final three questions. Uh, Question one is the Trevin Adams Memorial question. Uh, And good, you're from, and you're from up north originally. So this one might actually work out. You may have tried both. Uh, in uh, the time that you're obviously out there doing the drives to, uh, to make it to whatever next wrestling show you're shooting, uh, sometimes it's late at night and you get a little rumbly in your tumbly. Like you said, you're a big guy, you like to eat. Um, and it's 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, everything else is closed, you're uh, pulling over a hill, and suddenly there's that shining beacon of light that comes over, angels sing and glory is played, uh, to uh, see that there is food in the horizon here. Uh, is that food beacon that you are seeing, is that a Sheets, or is that a Wawa? Hmm, it is a Wawa. Now, why Wawa? I, it's the wrong answer, but explain why. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because my wife is like, and my youngest son are addicted to Wawa, so it's just, it's become now just a family tradition. Okay. You just... But technically, if if we're outside of your your the bounds of your question, it's a Waffle House. Waffle so, House is amazing. <laughs> That's not a bad one either. So, uh, question two: uh, We here uh, in, in this uh, wonderful performance art we call professional wrestling sadly lose a lot of talent early. Uh, if there was one wrestler that is no longer with us that you could get the opportunity uh, to work with, take promos for. Uh, just sit under their learning tree. Who would that wrestler be and why? Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. He cool. was always my favorite. Uh, I've seen promo shots that people have taken of him, and they're always really great. Um, you know, I, I haven't heard a lot of personal stories or anything like that, so it's not coming from that standpoint. It just comes from being a gigantic fan and having seen... I mean, he was, like I said, my first wrestling experience was watching him get thrown through a bathroom door. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, once you go there, it's that's it, you know. I mean, I watched him feud with the Road Warriors with his brother, and and he's gone, sadly. And I would, I would wish that I could go back to 1981 and take all my equipment with me, because I don't want to shoot with crappy equipment from back then. Right, exactly. Um, and be able to get promos of him, and yeah, that would be awesome. Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer, still one of my favorite, I think one of the best power slams in wrestling I ever remember seeing. Exactly. Always so good. So, uh, Question three. We here at the IndyCast believe that all animals in nature have certain traits that assist with their survival. For instance, uh, giraffes have the long neck, rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. We believe that the human's trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said... Alan Roulette from River Horse Photography. If you could fight any animal, what animal would it be, and what weapon would you use? Oh, my Lord. Any animal, what would it be? Um, I guess it would be a crocodile. Okay. Uh, and I have to use a regular tool? Uh, so, no. We've actually Can had... weapon? We, we have had all sorts of... Uh, we've had all sorts of weapons, everything from uh, made up, you know, from actual weapons to... Uh, made-up weapons from TV shows and the like. Uh, I can tell oh, you the cool. the range of thing goes from like 
Sue Young, when she was when she was on many moons ago, uh, wanted to fight like a, I think it was like a tiger with a, uh, with some sort of video game sword. Ophidian wanted to use the Green Gobbler's gob, uh, glider, uh, all the Got way it. to somebody like um, we we had um, Sydney Bacabella on from Chikara, who wanted to fight a kitten with a kitten with a tack hammer because he always puts himself over to win. So we've covered the gambit. So. Alright, so I will change And I would say I'd like to fight A grizzly bear Okay Because they're nice and tall With a bat lift from uh, Star Nice Double handed uh, Klingon the, the, main, the main Klingon weapon Heck yeah Yes so. I, would, I would like that I would die And I wouldn't fare well at all But at least, you know It would be an incredibly cool story Exactly For the, the three I, seconds you get to tell it Before you bleed out <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, you know, somebody obviously will be there with a phone taping it. So right. <laughs> it's like, like, look at this idiot fighting a bear with a Star Trek made-up weapon. <laughs> the uh, that would be it. It would be a bear with a battle. Very nice, good answer. So. Well, Alan, this is the uh, part in the show that one, uh, actually somebody that you've shot, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call, get your shit in. Uh, this is the opportunity for everybody to uh, tell them where they can uh, find your social media, where they can look to hire you for their uh, special occasions. Uh, the floor That's is cool. yours. Okay, so um, if you find me, you can find me on Facebook at Riverhorse Photography uh, or Riverhorse Wrestling Photography. There's both of them, uh, Alan Roulette at the end of both of those. But if you punch in Riverhorse, it, it, I usually just pop up. Um, if you, you can find me on Instagram at Riverhorse underscore photography, that's a lot of my travel stuff and model shoots and headshots, things like that. And then Riverhorse Wrestling Photography, all one thing mashed together uh is my wrestling stuff on ig um on twitter it's riv underscore horse underscore photo um and if you just punch in riv chances are you'll and underscore you'll find me um the uh riverhorse photography.com riverhorse wrestling photography.com um and uh, if you hire me, you can hire me for, if you're a promoter, you can get me for ringside promos. Uh, I do uh, print on site photo ops, which means if you bring in a, a VIP, uh, I can take pictures and if given a little bit of time, print them right there so that they can actually get autographs and personalized everything and all of that. I do that. Uh, I do private shoots. I shoot where you are, I have my own studio here in Lakeland, which is like halfway between Tampa, halfway between Orlando. It's a perfect spot for everybody. Uh, but I've driven, I've driven as far as Miami, you know, Daytona. I've flown as far as San Antonio, New York, uh, Chicago. I go everywhere. Uh, you know, it's like the. Uh, I remember a, a Ric Flair promo. You know, if you got the money, honey, I got the time. So it's like you know. Uh, so. That's that's me in a nutshell. You know, I I love doing it. Um, uh, uh, you know, you look at my reviews <laughs> on Google, on Facebook, on everything. You know, you, you won't see a bad one. Uh, I love doing what I do. So it's a lot of fun. Anytime I post anything, anytime I repost anything, I always write. I love my job because I love my job. I have the greatest job in the world. I get to take one teeny tiny microsecond of your life 
and blow it up larger than life and make you smile when you when you see it. You, you, you will smile when you see yourself after I shoot you. So, and I can I will I will briefly put you over for a moment here. I, I bumped into Alan at a Tampa Bay Pro Show that he was shooting promos and ringside at. Um, that was the Strickland uh, Strickland uh, Hollywood show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. So, which yes, was an amazing was show into itself. And um, uh, my kiddo, Shinamite, was there uh, was there with me. And I think you just need to, like, balance your camera or something for a second. And I did. Everybody and, was getting dressed, and I, nobody wanted to shoot half-dressed. I'm like, I need a person. Right. I saw you. <laughs> and your kiddo was there, and she had the biggest smile on her face. Yeah. And she was wearing this purple dress with little tiny skulls on it yep. and I'm like this is the coolest kid on the entire planet and I asked your permission and managed to snap a few off it was but it was great you took maybe five six pictures you didn't take a lot you did it it was done in like no time flat and yeah. those those pictures I can tell you came out so good um they were absolutely amazing and they those pictures uh, you made like a kind of a collage of them that you could use to kind of show, hey, I took these photos. Uh, I, I have that printed sitting at my desk at work. That's one of the photos awesome, I, I have at my work. I love those photos, and he's absolutely a pleasure to work with. So if you need photos, go get them done. There's my commercial for Alan at the end of the show. So we can add that advertising in there. So, but, uh, yeah, so we'll, and I'll have to work with you because I still want to get IndieCast photos done. I'll work with you on that at some point, too. Um, That'd be fantastic. But... Uh, speaking of the IndieCast, thank you all uh, for my dozens and dozens, uh, as always, for tuning in and listening to uh, to another episode of the IndieCast. Uh, until next time, everybody, I am, uh, as always, Chad Allen, and uh, we here at the IndieCast always like to say, deuces! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. It's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners. Not touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.